in today's show. I'm here live on YouTube answering your questions. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. So here we are on YouTube live, checking out the chat, seeing what you blokes have got to say so let's see what um let's see what we got uh what going on what questions have we got where should we start here with this one i know daniel's been throwing out a lot of stuff so what are the odds that the crucifix christian wood gets moved at the deadline he's on an expiring deal i believe he is not on an expiring deal he has got one year to go um actually you know what i'm just talking out of my ass so let me double check that daniel what are the odds that Christian Wood is traded? I think if they get an offer for a first-round pick, they will take it. Um, I, I don't know whether they will get that offer or not. I'm just looking up Christian Wood now. Christian Wood is... No, he has got one more year left. So no, it's not an expiring deal. He's got one more year next year at $14.5 million. Um, I think that they should be looking to move him. I think that the chances of it are actually pretty low, unfortunately. I don't think they're going to do it. Um... So yeah, I, I would suggest probably 20% or less. Josh, what is your biggest miss in projections this season? Probably Dejounte Murray, maybe? Yeah, obviously. Uh, well, Michael Porter Jr., obviously, but yeah, no one expected him to be a 20% shooter or for his back to be rooted. Um, probably Dejounte Murray. I just didn't expect him to take as big a leap as he has this season. So probably him, I would say. Do I believe the NBA should enforce harsher punishments for dirty fouls, like in the case of Grayson Allen? Um, not just Grayson Allen. I think the NBA is really lenient on suspensions. Like they'll, a bloke will throw a punch and I go, oh, one game. Oh, one game is nothing. One game out of 82 is nothing. Yeah, a, a, a four-game suspension, I reckon, should be not, not minimum necessarily. But if you're out there doing stuff, like one game doesn't deter anything, really. Like when you think about it, what does one game mean? Oh, you get a night off. You play three more games that week. It doesn't deter a thing. Sit out a week, that impacts you, it impacts your uh, bank account, it impacts your teammates. One game doesn't do anything. So I think, not Grayson Allen specific, any of those sort of fouls, punching incidents, uh, it should be more than one game in general. But when does the NBA really ever give more than a game? Very, very rarely. Um, very, very rarely do they go uh, any longer than that. Okay, what are the chances Brunson gets traded? I don't really see it, Ben. I know he's an unrestricted free agent in the offseason, um, but Dallas is playing well. Like, who are they getting back to salary match? Brunson's on a very cheap contract. So who is coming back to salary match that that makes them better this year? They're not totally... I guess maybe the Tim Hardaway injury does change that a little bit because they lose a depth piece and they go, well, maybe we just need to go more in for next year get Brunson, get an asset that we're, we've got control over for the next season or get picks or whatever. But I, I really don't think that they'll be doing that. I think that they will be holding on to Brunson with the hope that they're going to be good enough 
that he'll be enticed to re-sign. He's playing a bloody large role anyway. Oh, he wants to go and start somewhere at point guard. He's playing 32 minutes a night as a starter next to Luka Doncic and Kristaps Porzingis. So I do think um, the, the there's always whispers about him being dealt. I, I really don't think that they're going to do that. Do I think Caldwell Pope is a hold in a 10-team league? Nah, no, not at all. In a 10-team league, you have got... So, I, I don't know your waiver wire, but I'm actually 100% confident your waiver wire has a ton of good players on it in a 10-team league. Josh, Sean Holmes or Rob Williams, rest of season? Uh, Rob Williams, I think, pretty clearly. He's a better permanent fantasy player than Holmes. He's actually playing more minutes than Holmes. I think it's got to be Rob. Has to be. Okay. How was my Australia Day? Don't we're gonna celebrate anything. <laughs> nothing. Nothing for Australia Day. Nothing. Never have celebrated it. Don't think I ever will. There's a lot of contentiousness around that date here in, in Australia. We just never celebrate. It was just a literal <clears throat> Wednesday. Just a regular day. <clears throat> um, best stash for the playoffs, Sam. That is the broadest question that's impossible to answer. There is, again, stashing guys in general doesn't work. It just doesn't work. You might hit one and you'll miss 19 of them. It's all going to be dependent on who gets hurt, which you can't predict, who gets traded, which you also can't predict. You can't predict any of this stuff. And you hit one, you go, hey, look at me, I stash and I, I won out. But then you miss 20 of them. And it's really, really hard to be able to do that. So in general, you've just got to be flexible, ready to make moves at the time. Um, yeah, Maybe look ahead a week in advance, a couple of days in advance, but trying to like go ahead four weeks, five weeks um, yeah, into fantasy playoffs, it's it's just not going to work. It's just going to come undone. Is Rondo a pickup? No. Why, why would Rondo be a pickup? Like Rondo is fine if you absolutely need to stream in assists on that particular day. He is not a 10 or a 12 or a 14 team league ad though. Otherwise, what are the odds Anthony Davis finishes top five? Almost no chance that Anthony Davis is going to be a top five player this year. Absolutely no chance, I would guess. <clears throat> I like when we chuck in some non-fantasy questions as well. What's my favorite Jordan one of all time? The favorite Jordan one of all time that I own is the Amar Manier Jordan one, which I just got, which is sick. Um, I don't know. I only really started getting into collecting sneakers in the last, say, five months or so. I did have a little run maybe 10 years ago. I'd never had any Jordan ones. I don't have huge amounts of pairs. I think I've only got four or five pairs of Jordan ones, but it has to be at this point, the Amar Manier ones. Um, Watford, what are my thoughts on the little injury? All right, let's talk about Nasir Little, who is out for the season with a torn shoulder labrum. Um, they might not have officially said it, but he's out for the season. There's no way he's coming back. This is the same injury that Pascal Siakam, Kobe White, and Yekaro Kongwu all suffered in the off season. It's a five to six month injury in general. Um, even if it was a two to three month injury, why are they rushing him back to play two games in April? They're not. He's done. His season's over. We got a glimpse of the rotation yesterday without Nasir Little. Simons, McCullum, Powell. Um, Snell, Nurkic. Right? This is without Covington and Nance in that lineup too. No one stepped up to be a 12-team league guy. Like CJ Allaby is going to get minutes. Watford is more of a two than, than a 3-4, than a which is what Little is. Like he'll get his 18 minutes. But none of these guys are stepping into yeah, big enough roles to make any difference for fantasy. And that's without considering Covington and Nance coming back into the picture as well. But Portland's rotation, you're going to talk stashes and guys to look at, it's going to be wildly different. I think there is a chance that three players, three key starters on this team are dealt by the time the deadline comes. So in two or three weeks' time, three players, you probably know who they are. Nurkic, Covington, McCollum. I think there's a chance that all three of those guys are on new teams. So therefore, 
there's other players coming back. Remember, a trade does not mean, every trade does not mean, oh, we're just getting draft picks, so therefore someone else steps up. Allaby plays 30. Now Macklemore plays 30. Um, that's not how it works. Other players will come back and mix into that. But the, the Blazers' rotation, we saw what it was yesterday. And if you looked at yesterday's game, you didn't want to add Watford or Allaby or Snell or any of those guys. I think that's what it will be. And then Covington comes back, maybe, at some point, we think. Nance, at some point, we think, comes back as well. And yeah, that further complicates the rotation. So no one's an ad in a 12-team league. Probably not in a 14-team league either. To be honest, Little was not going to be a 12-team league hold, I don't think, with Paleback. I think he was going to drop way out of that discussion. So, well, it's shit, and he's had some big improvements. I don't really think that there's much to look at there, 12-team-wise. Any update on Oladipo? I'll do this every show if I have to. Um, he's expected back in February, which was the expectation at the start of the season that he'll be back in February. Um, any fantasy relevance? Victor Oladipo wasn't fantasy relevant last year. He was terrible the year before that. He was good in 17-18, yeah. It's four years ago. Multiple injuries. And where does he fit on this team? Is he going to start over Lowry, Butler, Robinson? Is he going to get minutes over Hero? The answer to all those questions is no. Is he, is he actually even better at this point in his career than Max Struess or Caleb Martin? Don't know. I don't think so. I would not bother at all with stashing Victor Oladipo. A, we don't know when he's back exactly. B, he'll be unlimited minutes. C, he'll miss back-to-backs. D, I don't know what his minutes are going to be. E, his usage might be down. F, he's shit. There's just way too many no's there. Um, okay. What team is Grant going to get traded to? I don't know. No idea. He might not even get traded. In fact, I, I think that he probably won't get traded. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think he's going to get traded at all. What are the odds Nurkic gets moved at the deadline? Really high, Daniel. Really, really high. Um, yeah. Okay, last question from this little section. Kevin Sanchez, Duarte isn't a must-hold, right? No, he is. The fact that Rick didn't play him with a blowout just shows he doesn't trust him, even with all those guys out. Well, that's not actually true, Kevin. It's a blowout. So in blowouts, what do you do? The guys that you actually trust as your starters, you don't play them. You play the bench players. So Duarte is now considered in that group, right? Just because he's a, a young player. Actually, that's not true. An inexperienced NBA player. Doesn't mean he has to play 35 minutes in a blowout. Now, I don't think he's a particularly great fantasy contributor this season, but with the uncertainty around Brogdon, I think he is a guy that we hold. I don't love his production. I don't think he's a guaranteed top 100 guy, not even remotely close to that. But I think you have to hold him. And I don't think that that um, that him not playing in garbage time suggests he's not part of the plans. That suggests he is part of the plans. And garbage time is getting the guys who are part of your plans out of the game so they don't get hurt. That's the general um, concept around garbage time. But I've got to tell you now about Bet Online because they are here to wish you a happy new betting year. And they remain the number one spot for all your sports wagering in 2022. It's a new year. This is a new updated desktop site, also their updated mobile site. So go there, sign up, use the code locked on, and get a 50% welcome deposit bonus on your first deposit. From football to basketball, the NHL, UFC, boxing, or right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all of the fantastic offers available for 2022. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline is where the game starts. Remember, NBA trade deadline coming up Thursday, February the 10th at 3 p.m. Eastern. And over on the Locked On NBA YouTube channel, from 2 p.m. Eastern to 4 p.m. Eastern, we're going to be hosting a live NBA trade deadline show. Join Kim Becker, John Corrales, 
NBA veteran Antonio Daniels. And this bloke right here, Josh Lloyd. Yep, me. I'm hosting the show, the live NBA trade deadline show. So head across. We're going to break down all the moves as they happen. The Locked On NBA YouTube channel. Hit the notification bell. You know, we all want you to flick our little bell over there. Go do that and uh, check us out. Thursday, February 10th, 2 p.m. Okay. What is the next question that we're going to get to? Favorite dessert. I'm not really a dessert person. Probably donuts. Yeah, I'd say probably donuts. Okay. Do I think Tobias Harris has regained his form from last season and beginning of this season? He's playing well at the moment. It has been against a string of really bad teams. So I'm not ready to say that he's fully back. But um, yeah, look, he's playing a lot better. Lance Stevenson. Is this you, Lance, or is this Lance's brother, Lance? How did you get started in this line of work? I haven't told this story for a while, so I might as well just chuck it in now. I just wanted, I just, honestly, I just wanted to do it. So I'd been playing fantasy basketball for a few years, having some success, you know, leagues with friends, random leagues, and wanted a hobby of something to do. So I just said, you know what? There's not a huge amount of fantasy basketball content out there. Some of it's terrible. So I'm going to go out there and I'm going to start a blog. I bought a domain and I started writing. And some people noticed that. Um, guys over at Rotowire, Kyle McEwen at Rotowire noticed that and said, hey, okay, I like what you're doing. Um, do you want to come and work for us? And I started writing the player verbs, the ones when you see on ESPN, like the, the player information thing. You know, this guy had this line, this is what you do. I started writing those one day a week for Rotowire. Then I thought, there's not much in terms of podcasts out there. And I started a podcast. And that's what I did. And then eventually people started listening to it. I got onto the Hardwood Paroxysm Network, which is an old network of blogs that used to be uh, around. And my podcast got put onto there. Um, podcast rotation as well as I was doing writing for them as well and then an opportunity came up at Basketball Monster and everything just went from there then David approached me from Locked On and just started growing in that way so that, that's that's the story um, am I worried about Garland and his back yeah I think you have to be like he's had multiple issues with his back they're rolling at the moment but you have to be worried that he keeps getting these little tweaks and he looks in pain and he goes to lock up he's still playing well but I wouldn't be surprised at some point if there's going to be some time off um, some time off with him. Hey, Josh, should I hear any updates about Kelly Linick? No, he's just in COVID protocols. Like he'll be back weekend, start of next week, whenever he clears COVID, COVID protocols. We just don't know when that'll be. Yeah, that's, yeah, there's no way of knowing that. Um, what kind of fantasy role do I think Wiseman can have this year, if any? None, none. Wiseman is not good. He was not good last year. The Warriors are playing totally fine without him. They're not going to disrupt all of their chemistry and everything that they're doing so they can develop him with minutes. He will play a backup role behind Kevon Looney. He might take some of Nemanja Bielitz's minutes. He'll play like a John Kaminga sort of role where he gets in occasionally and it's not going to have any impact in 12 or 14 or maybe even 16 team leagues. He is extraordinarily overrated because he was the number two pick. And the thing we have to realize at some point that sheen's got to wear off. How much do you look and go, well, Josh Jackson was the fourth pick. He must be sick. Just wait till he gets his opportunity. Jolly local for man. He was picked number three. Man, I just can't wait till he finally gets it together. Um, Hashim the beat. Well, they picked him number two, so there must be something there. I'm not saying that James Wiseman is as bad as any of those players, but just because he was picked number two doesn't mean he can come out and dominate straight away. I think he can be a solid NBA starting center at some point. I just don't think it's going to be this year. How long before the Timberwolves become Anthony Edwards' team? Tazarus Tazarus says. Um, is it not already? It's pretty bloody close. If not already, it'll be next. Carl Anthony Towns is still awesome and it's still his team. It's going to be Edwards' team, I would say, pretty quickly. If Probably next season would be the, uh, the update there. 
Will um, any update on Dylan Brooks? No. They said maybe All-Star break. Could be back start of February. Memphis is horrendous at providing any um, any sort of updates at all uh, for injuries. So we just have no idea when Dylan Brooks is going to be back. Now, Justin, I know you're taking the piss, but I'm going to say it anyway because it's really funny. Would you keep Drummond and Rui over Pat Bevan Vanderbilt? <laughs> my, my guy. Uh, I tell you what I want from Rui. I like his shoes. He's a Jordan 8 Rui Hachimuras. They look pretty nice. I wouldn't mind getting a pair of those, but I know you're taking the piss, but that is the perfect piss take button pusher. Love it. Very, very enjoyable. Thank you for uh, throwing that out there. Okay. What sort of value should, would you be targeting in trades involving DeAndre Hunter, top 80, top 100? If anyone would give me a top 100 player for DeAndre Hunter, I would take that back. Some people value him really highly. I do not value him as highly as they do. He has been playing really well the last couple of weeks without Bogdan Bogdanovich. So we need to see what happens when Bogdan Bogdanovich comes back. Does the 35 minutes Hunter was playing go to 31? Does the shot amount, the attempts he was taking drop down because Bogdan's back? I think both of those are a big possibility. And I think he sits in the 100 to 125, 150 sort of range, which is a very large range in terms of numbers, but tight range in terms of value. So if you get a top 100 value, you try and find the player who really believes it. Ah, but Josh, he was top 50 for two weeks at the start of last season. 100% true. And he's been bad for nearly every other stretch of his career. So if you could get it, I'm not saying he's going to be bad at all moving forward or anything. I think he's solid enough. But if you can get a top 80 player, I would personally do that. Who do I think will win the NBA Finals this year? Uh, Phoenix. Uh, they, they're just really good. Phoenix. Yeah. Is Siakam a sell high? Sort of. You're not going to get top 20 value. So just write out what he's doing. I, I'd be more inclined just to hold on. Um, I think we all got Miles Turner's questions. I actually haven't actually seen any Miles Turner questions. I'll get to them in a second. Um, but I want to tell you now about Bilpa. Bilpa is the best tasting protein bar ever. Anyone here who's watching this show live got a Bilpa with them? If you have, go crack it open. Let's have Bilt Bars. Bilt Bar, instead of having those sugary treats, those candy bars, we know they can taste good. But Bilt Bar tastes good as well. But the thing is, Bilt Bar is you're not jacking yourself up with calories. You're full of protein. 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar. Those other ones, they're nowhere near that. In fact, they're way above on the calories and fat and sugar and way below on the protein. Bilt Bar helps you get healthy, helps you get fit and taste great while you're doing it. So go to Bilt.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 and save 15% off your order of Built Bars. Built Bar is <laughs> built different. Okay, next question. What's the why and how story behind getting Michael Bolton to do the intro? <laughs> All right, it, it's, not, it's not a complicated um, situation. Um, obviously, I'd been using the Michael Bolton intro clip for years and I thought it'd be great if I could get him to do it somehow. And then I, I looked on Cameo and he wasn't there. And then randomly, I just looked and then Michael Bolton was on Cameo and it said, here for three days, uh, raising funds for my charity. Um, I'll, do, you, I'll do, you know, do your Cameo. And he was only there for three days. I went, holy shit. And I found that with like a day to go. So I went in there, put a request into Bolton on Cameo, donated the money to his charity and he did the intro for me. That, that's, that's the story. It's not like I know Michael Bolton or got him to do it. It was just through a, a, a Cameo uh, situation that was there for a short time. So it was really luck that enabled me to find that. I'd love, yeah, that's, that's one goal for this podcast, to get actually Michael Bolton live on the show to do a live in-person intro. If I could get that, that'd be pretty sick. So are other Locked On podcasts your co-workers or your employees? Now, they're not my employees because I don't run Locked On. Um, they're my co-workers. David Locke runs Locked On. Um, 
This is my coworkers, yeah. Why is a two-for-one trade favorable for the side getting one, assuming the value is similar? Because you open up a roster spot that enables you to stream players in. And streaming players in enables you to get six games out of one roster spot for the week. It enables you to take more flyers on guys off the waiver wire. And you, know, you can hit on gold in that spot versus the static value of the second player you traded away. So trading away two worst players for one good player opens up that roster spot where every week you can get six, five to six games played out of one roster spot and that provides more value than a, a bad player on your team. In general, that's how it works. Is Schroeder a drop or a hold? Larry, thanks for watching the show for the first time. Dennis Schroeder is a drop. Little is out for the season. Do we add McLemore? Alder, I just talked about that. Alder Jimenez, I just talked about that. Um, did you want to add Ben McLemore after yesterday's game? If the answer is no, then the answer remains no. Ben McLemore and Nasir Little do not play the same position. Little plays 3-4. McLemore plays 2. Um, he might get a couple of extra minutes, but no, he's not. he might have some stream value at times as a points and threes guy, but that's really, really unlikely. So no, we don't add him. It's just going to be him. It's going to be... Not, well, basically, what happens now is Little's out, Powell's back. Power just takes little's minutes. And you didn't want Macklemore before that. So you don't want him now. I wouldn't have thought. What are the odds Miles Turner actually gets traded by the deadline? Looks like he's progressing well, coming back soon. I think he won't play in a Pacers uniform again. I agree with that. I think he is going to um, get traded. I think they have to be really cautious with his foot injury. I, I, I do think he gets traded. Yes. Um, is Dasunmu a drop? Philip, I will give you one more, not him. Um, I will give Dasunmu one more game, but with DeRozan, Green, Levine, all back, he just didn't touch the ball. The minutes were still high. I, I will hold for one more, but I'm not sure it's going to be long. But why Michael Bolton over all other celebrities? DK, because I had been for seven years doing Michael Bolton on the intro. Because what the way the way all that started, let's go back for a big history lesson. The way that all that started off is I would start my show, all right, yeah, it's Josh Lloyd here, ready to do the show. All right, let's get to it. And every time I would just say, let's get to it, my mind would go to the clip or the song Jack Sparrow by the, by the Lonely Island, where at the start of that show, Michael Bolton says, do I actually have the clip? No, I, don't, I used to have the old uh, let's get to it clip here. I don't have, oh, let's see if I can find it. Um, Michael Bolton would say, let's get to it. So then I thought, okay, well, if instead of me saying it and making myself laugh every time, um, here it is. Let's get to it, to it. The original let's get to it. So I just would play that instead. And then it just became a joke. Hey, Michael Bolton, what should we do? Hey, Michael, how you going? Hey, Michael's here. And doing that and doing that. And that's where it came from. Let's get to it, to it. Make sense? Good. Will Damian Lillard get traded? Absolutely very, very little chance. No. What are my thoughts on Colby White? Usually, Kobe White is a drop in 12-team leagues. Um, if a player doesn't fit your team build, but they are must roster, how do you approach that situation? You trade them. You just try and find a trade, an equivalent trade for them. I think that's how you got to do that. My team is riddled with injuries, but salvageable. What tier of players should I target for Zion? I don't think Zion's playing this year. Um, I would try and get any top 100 player for him at this point. It's risky that he comes back, and but even if he comes back, I think he's going to be really limited. Seeing a lot of rumors about Celtics being active at the deadline. Do you expect them to make moves? Yeah, maybe. But honestly, just please, I, I implore everybody, do not make any fantasy moves based on whispers or rumors or whatever bullshit you're hearing. Because in general, it will steer you wrong. It just will steer you wrong. All right. It, it, it's just, 
the amount of stuff that gets thrown around and whispered and I know this and this, it just doesn't come true. And let's wait and see. The trades that happen, 80% of them, I reckon, will be ones that you haven't heard a thing about. Players you haven't heard a thing about. You get the, you get the occasional one. You get the, the Blazers guys coming to Nurkic. You might get Eric Gordon. You might get Miles Turner, maybe. But you'll get a whole bunch of other guys that no one's heard anything about. So I wouldn't be making any moves based on rumors of trades. Because again, even like if Nurkic gets moved, does he move to a better situation or a worse situation? Same with Turner. Like we just don't know. It's it's very very hard to know. Um, Josh, your thought? Could coming to me back against the Rockets? Initial injury reports said was quite serious, but now it's game time decision. I don't understand. I don't understand either. I don't know why they would be rushing him back at all. Um, I don't think it's considered a super serious injury, but it's a knee problem. He's had multiple knee injuries. I would be doubtful he's back. Is it crazy to compare Garland to a worse Lillard? All right, Jacob, let me throw this out there. This season, Lillard has been a worse Garland. And I know there's an injury involved in that, but Lillard's also 31, I think. Um, yeah, in, in two years' time, Garland's going to be better than him. I feel pretty confident with that. Garland's a much better passer than Damian Lillard. He doesn't have the same level of offensive burst or shooting or volume that Lillard does. But this season, you know, Garland is a better Lillard. But that's what he's been. Odds of Garland making the All-Star game. 80, no, 100%. Absolutely making it. There's no worry about that, I don't think. Is it fair to people not trade with a team since they have won too many trades in the past? Who cares about fair? It's your own team. If you don't want to trade with someone because you think that person wins trade too much, that's totally your decision. You can't force somebody into trading with somebody. Now, winning trades is totally subjective and bullshit. And people want to know whether they want to win or they want to lose. It's just, or, you, know, you want to win your trade and you want someone to lose. It's not really how successful trades or successful leagues really work. So is it fair that someone wants to do that? Fair doesn't mean anything. It's got, uh, fair's got nothing to do with any of this. If someone doesn't want to trade with someone, oh, well, you can't force them to. It's their decision. They might miss out on a great deal because someone who thinks they win every trade might get overconfident and throw out a shit one. And you might miss out on that. But you can't do anything about it. You can't force someone to trade. And any league out there that has a policy where you have to make a trade, and I've seen those leagues before, you have to, if you don't make three trades this season, you're going to get kicked out. Like those leagues, get lost. It's so stupid. Absolutely ridiculous. When do I think Lowry comes back? I've got no idea, Ben, because I've got no idea what his problem is. No, that, that sounds rude. I didn't mean to say it that way. Um, I've got no idea what, he's actually, what the personal reasons are. So I have no way of being able to know this. We just hope that he's okay. And whatever it is, whether it's a medical issue, a family issue, a mental health issue, we've got no idea what any of it is. So we just hope that he's all right. But there's literally anyone who tells you they know. Um, do I think Cole Anthony will bounce back? Well, he bounced back last game. So he looked um, he looked pretty good there. Is Nance a good stash with a little, little out a while? Little's out more than a while. Stock tweet is out all season. And Covington out as well. Is there a decent upside here? Um, it's possible Covington's back before Nance. Like... Are you in a situation where you can afford zeros for maybe three weeks more? Like, who knows? No one knows when Nance is back. They're very tight-lipped. They don't tell us anything. There's no word on Nance's injury at the moment. So I, I'm, I don't think his upside is high enough that he's worth stashing, personally. We'll do one more question here, I think, before we head out of here. Um, do I think Curry will bounce back? To a, or do two more. To a, to a degree, yes. He will be better than he's been currently. But 
yeah, I, I, I don't think we should look at him as a top two player in fantasy. Okay. What's your opinion on people trading to optimize matches in the playoff weeks? No problem. It's, it's a totally legitimate strategy. You've got to be pretty confident because guys that play more games in fantasy playoffs, that obviously means they play less games now. So you're taking losses or, or reducing your production now, but you've got to be pretty confident of where you fit in the playoff picture to be able to do that. There's no problem with doing it. I just think that so much can change. Injuries, trades that can alter that, that it is it can be sometimes a futile uh, endeavor. Maybe that's the best way of phrasing that. That's going to do it for me today, guys. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you are here on YouTube, why don't you hit down below, hit the thumbs up, hit the notification bell, hit the subscribe, and leave a comment as well. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.